Welcome to episode 30 of Nobody Asked You Kevin. My name is Kevin, and how the hell are you tonight, my friends? I'm currently traveling for work, and I just wanted to say, you know, it's pretty damn cool to be at a science conference because that's where I'm at right now. And when you have people come up to you out of the blue and tell you that they like your podcast, that's just fucking awesome. I love that. And those people, they they don't even tell you. It's not the tiny bit of science stuff that you've done on the podcast. It's the other things. It's the music and the movies and everything like that. So that's awesome. That made my day when I heard that from a few folks. In new music news, Ice Nine Kills dropped their latest song, Your Number's Up. And it is based on the 1996 horror movie Scream, one of my favorite horror movies ever. I talked about Ice Nine Kills in episode 2 of this podcast, uh, but they are actually issuing a deluxe version of their 2018 album The Silver Scream. Um, And it is set to be released, I believe, uh, October 25th of, of this year, so really just in about seven or eight days. Um, the album contains this song, Your Number's Up, which is based on Scream, a version of Michael Jackson's Thriller, and then acoustic live versions of Stabbing in the Dark, A Grave Mistake, Savages, and Thank God It's Friday, I believe. Um, so I'm going to play the entire Your Number's Up song for you. Uh, it's a pretty short song. It's only about three minutes long. Go support these guys. Um, there really isn't a band out there right now, at least that I know of, doing the things that they are doing. Their live shows are to die for. Um, and they are actually playing in Cincinnati just the day before Halloween, it's October 30th. And I am actually seriously thinking about going to see them again. So here's your numbers up. I'm hanging up the phone. My mom and dad will soon be home. I won't talk to 
The lyrics in the song are pretty awesome. Um, two of my favorite lyrics are, Because the knife in you brings out the life in me. And then this, this lyric coming up right here is really cool. Your body on the cutting room floor, all bets are off. I just buried Drew Barrymore. So, I mean, that's really, really good stuff. I love Ice Nine Kills. Go support them if you can. Anyways... What I really wanted to talk about this episode was that I was able to go see Deep Purple play live the other night when they came through Indianapolis. Um, The opening band who I've talked about before on this podcast was Joyous Wolf. So if you go back to, I believe it's episode 23, you can hear me chat with Nick Reese, the vocalist of Joyous Wolf. And if you don't remember those guys, here's a snippet of one of their songs, and it's called Said Too Much. And this was from the show The Other Night. So there you heard just a snippet of Said Too Much. Go search out some Joyous Wolf music. They have a a new EP out. You should go listen to it. It's badass rock and roll. So I said I wanted to talk about Deep Purple. I went to see them. But let's talk about their history a little bit. Because they are a very important band. And they are very important to me. They are very important to hard rock and heavy metal. So... Deep Purple is a rock band that was formed in Hertford, England in 1968. So they are 51 years old as of this year. If you don't know these guys, not really sure what to tell you. They're considered to be, along with um, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, um, the holy trinity of hard rock and heavy metal in the 1970s. And pretty much the origin of all modern hard rock and metal. So before we get to the concert and what happened there, here's just a bit of history on the band, because we need to talk about their history a bit. They've had various lineup changes throughout the years, and if you actually look into their history, there was a lot of turmoil and infighting by a few of the band members left and right. Um, The original 1968 lineup included Rod Evans on lead vocals, Richie Blackmore on guitar, Nick Simper on bass, John Lord on keyboards, and Ian Pace on drums. But the most famous lineup um, actually had a guy named Ian Gillen on lead vocals, Richie Blackmore on guitar, Roger Glover on bass, 
John Lord on keyboards, and Ian Pace on drums. This specific lineup lasted from about 1969 to 1973. And then in 73, Glover left the band and then was replaced by Glenn Hughes. And then Ian Gillen was replaced by David Coverdale. Blackmore left the band in 75 and then would form Rainbow. And we'll talk about Rainbow at another date. But, and then he was replaced by Tommy Bolin, who then later died in 1976, so a year later, of a drug overdose, which included heroin, alcohol, cocaine, and barbiturates, I believe. But after his death, Deep Purple disbanded in 76. Um, David Coverdale, I'm sure who you, if you're musically a fan of music, then you probably recognize his name. He went on to form White Snake, along with John Lord. Um, Ian Pace was actually brought into White Snake in, I believe it was 79. But Deep Purple reunited in 84. And they had the Gillen, Blackmore, Glover, Lord, and Pace lineup. But then, five years later, Gillen was fired. And they brought in Rainbow vocalist, JoLynn Turner. JoLynn lasted for a year. And then they brought Gillen back into the band. And then that specific lineup lasted until 93, when Richie Blackmore left the band. So yeah, lots of changes in, in over the years. Um, when Blackmore left, uh, guitar virtuoso Joe Satriani was brought in for a year. Um, he only lasted for a year because he couldn't join the band full-time. He had a contract with, uh, I think it was Epic Records, which prevented his joining the band. And then after that, the band uh, chose to add Steve Morse of uh, Dixie Dregs as a full-time member. So the lineup of Ian Gillen, Steve Morse, Roger Glover, Ian Pace, and John Lord lasted until, I believe it was 2002, when Lord left the band, and then a guy named Don Airy was brought in to replace him. Uh, later on, John Lord actually died in 2012 from pancreatic cancer. So that's pretty much the early history and a lot of the lineup changes in the band. There's a lot of history I left out there. This podcast episode could be hours long. I don't really want to do that, but it could be hours long if you just talked about their history and you included everything. There's a very good podcast out there about Deep Purple. They are called the Deep Purple Podcast. You can find them on Apple Music if you want to know a lot about it. And they dedicate um, they dedicate episodes to um, albums. They dedicate episodes to um, different things about the band and they just talk about specifics in the band and they dedicate specific episodes to those so um, if you want to check that out check out the deep purple podcast that will give you a lot of in-depth information outside of what i'm giving you right now Um, they've got a long and storied history so again in-depth history go look them up go look up the deep purple podcast you'll enjoy it But that lineup of Ian Gillen, Steve Morse, Glover, Pace, and Lord, like I said, um, uh, lasted for a while, and then Aerie took over for Lord, and I saw the other night, which is the current lineup of Gillen, Morse, Glover, Pace, and Aerie, um, is the, the lineup that I saw play Old National Center in Indianapolis 
um, on their long goodbye tour. They've been on tour for the last two or so years on this long goodbye tour. Um, really good show. Really excellent show. Um, the set list was... I'll just run through the set list really quick. Highway Star, Pictures of Home, Bloodsucker, Demon's Eye, Sometimes I Feel Like Screaming, and then you had an extended guitar solo by Steve Morse, a song called Uncommon Man, an extended keyboard solo by Airy, then Lazy, Time for Bedlam, Perfect Strangers, Space Truckin', Smoke on the Water, and then they finished up with Hush and Black Knight. So... Let's listen to a bit of one of my favorite later songs by Deep Purple. And I already mentioned it. It was in the set list. It's something they played. Um, it's, uh, it's one from one of their later works in the 1990s after Steve Morse joined the band. It's called Sometimes I Feel Like Screaming. And it's from their 96 album Perpendicular. So here's, here's a bit of Steve Morse's guitar work. The guy is a badass. Back to the show, um, Ian Gillen, he's 74 years old, and he sounds really good for someone that is 74 years old. And honestly, I just hope to be alive when I'm in my mid-70s. Roger Glover is near that age, too, and still puts on a hell of a show. Airy and Morse, though, put on a clinic. Um, Airy is so good on the keyboard, so, so, so good. Um, you can't really tell him apart from John Lord, or at least I can't. I cannot. And then there's Steve Morse. Um, he'll never be recognized as a flashy guitar player or um, thought of as a top guitar player in the world by the average person, but damn it, he is awesome. I called him a badass a bit ago, and he truly is. Deep Purple as a band are, are like I said, are, are one of the pioneers of hard rock and heavy metal. They are the origins of hard rock and heavy metal, or one of the bands for the origins. Uh, they've actually been named by uh, some other really famous bands' influences in their life. So bands like Judas Priest, Queen, Metallica, Motorhead, Pantera, Van Halen, and Iron Maiden. Um, Steve Harris of Iron Maiden, I mean the main songwriter of Iron Maiden, once actually stated... That Iron Maiden's heaviness, the band's heaviness, was inspired by Black Sabbath and Deep Purple with a bit of Zeppelin thrown in. 
That is how what he said. I was introduced to uh, Smoke on the Water at a young age by my by my dad, um, and Deep Purple has been one of my favorite bands to present times. I listen to them all the time, and I've always said that the wheelhouse of uh, when you look at it, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, and then Rainbow, who Rainbow was Ronnie James Dio on vocals, Richie Blackmore on guitar, and then Cozy Powell on drums, was where I formed my love of hard rock at an early age. So that deep purple, black Sabbath, rainbow area. Um, You throw in Zeppelin, and you throw in Iron Maiden, and you have the formations of early rock. Early to modern hard rock, and even early to modern heavy metal. So over the last 51 years, um, Deep Purple has released 20 studio albums and 35 live albums. So if you don't know these guys, you're probably asking yourself, uh, where the hell do I start with their music? But guess what? I can help with that. So let's start at the beginning. Their first album, Shades of Deep Purple, is pretty much... um, progressive rock with hints of psychedelic rock and i know we've talked about psychedelic rock on this podcast quite a bit um that this album shades of deep purple contains the joe south classic hush which i think deep purple kind of made their own song and a fantastic version of the leaves hey joe which is then a song that Jimi hendrix popularized so here's a bit of hush So fine, she's the best girl that I ever had. Sometimes you're gonna make me feel so bad. same year deep purple also debuted the album the book of Taliesin, where you can see just a bit of a transition from progressive psychedelic rock into kind of a harder rock edge music um this album actually does cover contain a cover of uh, um, uh neil diamond's kentucky woman and yes they really did cover that song uh, and then an ike and tina turner cover of uh, river deep mountain high it's a really, it's a really decent album, and I, I, I really enjoy listening to it. '69 um, brought their self-titled album, Deep Purple, um, and it makes even more of a venture into hard rock territory and even some blues rock. Into '70, you had Deep Purple in Rock, which contains the songs Speed King and Child in Time. So check those two songs out. Uh, Fireball came in 1971 i'm not the biggest fan of that album um no songs really stand out to me 
but check it out if you can. And then in 1972 is when we really get started here. Um, it's their sixth album, sixth studio album. It's called Machine Head, which is actually now cited as one of the major influences in the early development of heavy metal music. Um, the, the album itself contains songs like Highway Star, Smoke on the Water, Lazy, and Space Truckin'. And from all of Deep Purple songs, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. But Lazy is probably the number one if I had to pick a favorite song. So let's listen to a bit of Lazy right now. they released Who Do We Think We Are and the only song that I really can stand off that album is called Woman from Tokyo and this was the last um, kind of studio album before a new singer came in you can really feel the band coming apart in this album Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it other than that song 1974 brought the album Burn And this was the first album to feature David Coverdale. So check out the songs Burn and Mistreated from this album. You will... that Great songs. Stormbringer was also released in the same year. A different album, same year. And features the song of the same name, Stormbringer. And then another good one called Soldier of Fortune. So I personally prefer David Coverdale in Whitesnake. But damn, he's got some decent to really good stuff in purple too. So I want to give you a taste of David Coverdale's Deep Purple. And here's kind of a a small taste of Stormbringer.
You can skip 1975's album, Come Taste the Band. It was the last album before the band finally disbanded in the 70s. Uh, this album both lack, lacks both um, Ian Gillen and Richie Blackmore. Coverdale's good. Don't get me wrong, he's awesome lead singer. But there's nothing really memorable from this album for me. The next album they released was 1984's Perfect Strangers, which is the first album after the band reunited. So, Blackmore and Glover returned from Rainbow. Ian Gillen had returned from Black Sabbath because he had taken over for Ronnie James Dio, who had then who had previously taken over for Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath. Lord came back from White Snake, and then Ian Pace came back from playing with Gary Moore's band at the time. And the song Perfect Strangers from this album is one of my favorite Purple songs. So let's listen to a bit of it. I'm going to stop there in the mid-80s. That should give you a taste of where to go with Deep Purple's music. And if you, if you like all of that stuff, guess what? They have nine more studio albums to tackle and listen to. If you want a live album, go with uh, Deep Purple's Made in Japan from 1973. It was released in 73. And it's actually considered to be one of the best live rock albums of all time. All of the songs were recorded live on tour in Japan over, uh, I believe it was August 15th through the 17th of 72. It's one of my favorite live albums to play over and over and over and over because I could listen to this stuff all the time. So I'm going to end tonight with some black, the song Black Knight. It's from 1970. It was originally released only as a single and it wasn't on an album, but it was a Deep Purple single. It's fantastic. When this song starts playing, just sit back and listen to those guitars and enjoy the song. It is a fantastic song. I got to hear it live the other night as well. Um, if Deep Purple is coming through your area and you like older classic rock and you want to see the beginnings of modern hard rock, heavy metal, and see a fantastic rock show. Go see these guys. 
you get the added bonus of, of you, you get to see Deep Purple, but then you also get the added bonus of seeing Joyous Wolf because they are a badass rock and roll band now. So, again, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If I got anything wrong, this stuff was kind of off the top of my head. I made some notes, but it was kind of off the top of my head. Um, go see them. I'm going to keep reiterating that. Go see these guys. It, they are excellent. I mean, they're in their 60s and 70s and still rocking out every single night. And they are, along with, again, Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and I put Iron Maiden in that as well, as the pioneers of modern rock and heavy metal. So with that, I'm going to end the show. If you want to contact me, you can reach me at nobodyaskedyoukevin at gmail.com or on Facebook at the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast page or on Twitter at either my verified account at Forensic Talks Guy or at the show's feed at Asked Kevin, A-S-K-E-D, Kevin, K-V-I-N. So until next time, my friends, keep your stick on the ice and go see Deep Purple if you can. <laughs>